ready to get started here. Okay, Simon, go ahead and... Oh, do you want to open your... Oh, sure. B, BL Lime? Uh, absolutely, folks. Can you hear the sound of refreshment? Cheers. Ah, cheers. Mm. The can ah. may have changed, but the taste is just the same. It's... The first sip's always the best. It's That's the way, for me... William, I don't want to sound like an alcoholic here, but <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel about alcohol generally. First sip so good, then I forget every other sip. Oh, then the pain. But <laughs> it's not because I have a drink problem. No. Uh, anyway, folks, welcome. Uh, dark days in that situation. <laughs> uh, welcome back. Oh. Oh no, do I? I'm doing. We, we're, we do it well, together. We do it together. Right, right, right. Okay. Right, okay. Uh, welcome. You that do that you? part. Okay. Welcome back to another episode of Maybe, Maybe Next time. time. I'm your host, William Blue, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. Ned's Nation, so long and thanks for the t-shirt. <laughs> we are back as we will never be again each and every unrelenting week to talk all things Nets. Nation, and have we ever got a special show for you this week? It is the inaugural final episode of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we have been recording live from somewhere in the 11238 or what's your new zip code? 11215. 11215 area code, zip code, zip code, zip code. Um, for since 2017 we started in june of 2017 we started immediately after what all nets nation will know was the nadir of um this franchise we were 20 and 62 uh i think that's the year after that 2017 is when marks got hired right uh, I think he might have been around for the twenty and uh, he was he was there for for the I think the the worst year the bottom out yeah yeah well we've been around since then uh it is coming to an end after what was truly a miserable season both for the Nets and um, for fans of the Nets. Mm -hmm. And arguably for podcasters of the Nets. It was a bleak time. I mean, a lot of content, but kind of content that you didn't want to talk about. Right. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to take a little trip down memory lane for this final episode. And we are going to I'm going to basically just say names of players <laughs> from the teams in the various seasons leading up to the present. I'm going to try to veer away from big, big names. We're not going to talk Karras. We're not going to talk D'Angelo Russell. We're not going to talk Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. I feel like this entire season, what's been so unpleasant, really for the last couple of seasons, has been so unpleasant is that we've had to shift our focus away from, um, and I'm going to put this in scare quotes, NBA players <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that were on the Nets team, yeah. like scrub rotation-ish NBA players. And instead, focus exclusively on superstars who seemingly are hell bent on um, humiliating the Nets <laughs> at every turn. So we're going to just go through some of these uh, these players and see what sort of memories they drudge up. 
and uh, reflect on our time together as I'd say two of the premier um, Nets podcasters. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's an incredibly small club, so definitely. And we're doing this in person. We've gotten away from the habit. Um, first of all, you may have heard of it. Uh, COVID-19 happened. Right. And that threw a wrench in our weekly recording sessions. Yes. I think in general, this isn't just our podcast. I think in general, the lack of people being together when they're podcasting has diminished the art form. Really? I do. Interesting. Um, there are a number of podcasts that I listen to where I, like, I've listened to podcasts like especially comedy podcasts. Not that this is a comedy podcast, though. Um, I think we're pretty funny. <laughs> this is this is melodrama. <laughs> uh, that are comedy podcasts that were recorded. Like I'll listen because they're evergreen, pretty much. But you listen to them before the pandemic, and then after when they're all skyping in, and there is a dramatic difference. Interesting. Uh, much people were much funnier. I think people were like a little darker before because you could like realistically complain about like whatever like i don't know you had a bad day at work and you could really like go in on that right but now like the world is so bad yeah Mm -hmm. like things are so like objectively miserable right that like some of the charm of being like oh i'm super hungover today my life sucks uh, you just—it's just like right, but there are like a million people that are dead, and right. we're gonna um, be in several proxy wars for the rest of time, and um, everyone has an AK. Uh, right. What is it? What, uh, yeah, AR fifteen. AR fifteen. Yeah, yeah. AR fifteen, yeah. and you know, it's just like there was a fun level of misery prior to right. when we all right. Right. had to at go into pandemic. At, at a certain point. There's just misery, misery. (laughs) Right. And so, you know, we recorded through that, as many podcasts did. We did it remotely. For a while, it was the only time we could see each other. That was nice. I mean, we could could zoom, you know. Or occasionally get permission to walk on opposite sides of the street. Right. Yes. Masked. Right. On opposite sides of the street. We didn't have, the science wasn't in. No. But to pretend the science is in now is also kind of absurd because I still don't know what exactly we're supposed to do. Right. I, th- I think what, what has happened now is that it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it's just like whatever the science is, I'm going to do the thing that right. I want to do. Yeah. At this point, we're over it. Yeah. Um, sort of like we're over this podcast. And so we are going to. Okay, I'm just going to start saying some names. Sure. Okay. Sure. And and feel y- free at any point to interject with um, sentimental reveries. Sure. That may arise. Okay. Other, otherwise, it'll just be William reading names. It will be. So I'm hopeful that we no, can. No, no, no. Okay. We can this start is read some. and react. This is <laughs> yes. read. This is not. Okay. What I'm going to do is read these names. <laughs> Hopefully, none of them mean anything to you, and you sit there stoically. <laughs> Grab th- th- just sort of think of this as a, as a, like going to a graduation, and you're you're waiting for your kid's name, but there's seven hundred <laughs> names that are not your kid's name that you don't really give a shit school. about. A yeah. really big school. Yeah, a lot of proud parents out there. Absolutely, all waiting for that fifteen seconds of true glory. Right. Praying that you don't fall on your face or, you know, like, 
expose your butt <laughs> or, or, when, or when Lane the 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 woman reading Lane's name was not close enough to the mic. <laughs> so he waited he waited his lovely mom waited Valedictorian for two hours. Exactly. He was at the very end. <laughs> couldn't hear his name. He just walked up there and took the diploma. He was he wasn't valedictorian, but he was right up there. Right? He was something. He was a right. He was a something. Yeah. yeah. He was he was top of his class. Uh, but that is that. Uh, I know this isn't a podcast about our friend group from Albuquerque. Yeah. But there's no more perfect person for that. Time. Like, <laughs> there's not a graduation that could have happened where that didn't happen to Lane. McCall. Yes, ex- exactly. There is no there is no God, but whatever there is in the universe made sure that that was yeah, going to happen. Yes, yes. You do you. You could be a secular pinhead and yeah. still know. <laughs> All right. So 27, 2018, here are some names. I just went through each roster and names that, that jumped off the page for me, Simon. Name number one, Quincy AC. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had a drop for him. You I know. I was going him. to. I should have queued up some drops. We do have a Quincy AC drop. Um, fondest Quincy AC memory. Uh, I don't have a specific one, but to me, when I think of Quincy Acey, I think of two things. One, your unbridled hate for him, <laughs> which not to say that I was a big Quincy Acey fan, but, but you definitely hated him more than I did. And being shocked every time when the, the Nets were in crunch time and Quincy Acey was out there. Yeah, it was... It was my shtick for the 2017-18 year to hate Quincy Acey. This was a time when all we wanted was a was a stretch four. We probably spent, what, eight hours cumulatively just talking about Quincy Acey. Yeah, yeah. Like, how different of a <coughs> podcast is it to spend eight hours talking about Quincy Acey than it is, like, eight hours talking about whether Kyrie Irving is going to play in the next game or not. Right. More more mandates. Right. Mandates and whether you feel bad for wearing a mask in the stadium or not wearing a mask in the stadium. Uh, All right. Next player. This one, you can just sort of shrug your shoulders. He's not as meaningful as Quincy Acey because he was such an object of derision and contempt. Mm. This guy we both liked. We were stands of Dante Cunningham. Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I, I mean, look, I'll tell you this. Um, I mean, not the Dante Cunningham of today, because I don't think he's in the NBA. But, but the Dante Cunningham of then could have really helped this last Nets team. Yes, like a little grit, little uh, grind. He was the J. He would have been the James Johnson. <laughs> yes, but he could kind of hit a three. He could hit a three better than James Johnson. For us at that time, he could hit a three <laughs> at, at like a high level playoff clip. I'm not mm. sure that Dante could. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think I've told you this, but an intern that I worked with at um, the Met that we had working, she <coughs> was Dante Cunningham's babysitter oh. for his kids. Not for yes, I think you'd, yes. Uh, so fun, fun fact. Uh, that is a fun fact. Next guy. Uh, you may know him better as the proprietor of a juiceria in the Bronx, <laughs> or no, in um, the Yonkers? Westchester, Westchester, somewhere Westchester. in Westchester. Uh, Sean Kilpatrick, yes, flashy score, the legend, yeah, the man, the myth, the legend. I think by the time 
he was no longer with the Nets. I was over Sean Kilpatrick. Like, I, I was not sorry to see him go, but he, in retrospect, was a big part of my, uh, you know, he, he provided a lot of early Nets memories. Uh, the, the Clippers game uh, that we saw with Claire and Daniel, he was the star. He had a number of games where, you know, he came off the... He came off the bench and, and you know, cooked for, for some period of time. Yeah, I mean, at the time, if you would have been pressed, like, who could score 40 points tonight for the Nets? Yeah. It, that was the guy. Right, there definitely. There was no other name than Sean Kilpatrick. Uh, don't think he's in the league. Definitely not. I, I mean, I don't think he was in the league much <clears throat> past his Nets. What was wrong with him? I mean, He was slow. <laughs> he was not athletic at all and he was terrible at defense and he wasn't that good a scorer and the only thing he could do was score right i think if i had to sum up <laughs> the problems <laughs> with Patrick. anyway he was a highlight reel mm-hmm. um and one of the more exciting if uh, absolutely uh, inspired no long-term confidence is like a build-around guy or even a um Next guy, Jalil Okafor. Mm, oh, William. I'm, I mean, get the tissues because oh. that guy That guy was a long time. Not for masturbating, for crying. Um, <laughs> just to be totally clear there. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't think. Right, that's all right. I got to get my mind out of the gutter. And you should too if you thought masturbating, you sickos out there. This is why we're not doing it anymore. Uh, you people are ruining podcasts. Yeah, all. get out of my. Right. Um, Yes, because he was, I mean, you should really take it from here. I mean, he was your Yeah, so your I was guy. part of a, a pretty prominent member of the free jaw movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, sitting on the Philly bench. We got him. I was certain it was going to change this franchise forever. We were going to obviously recuperate him. Kenny was going to love him. Kenny didn't love him. <laughs> Kenny didn't love him. Had some good offensive showings. I think the guy just can't play defense. Obviously, uh Hasn't lasted in the league. Didn't become what we wanted. Yeah, I don't. I don't think analytics loves him either. No, 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 no. Again, was not long for the league. Um, James Webb the third. Remember James Webb the third? Barely. Yeah. He was like a two-way guy. <laughs> yeah, he might have been on a two-way contract. The the his biggest claim to fame is that he's the only net to ever directly respond to us on Twitter. Do you remember this? Oh, and what did he say? I said something insulting about mm. him, and he, like, defensively reacted. Uh. Which I feel badly. I mean, no, I don't. But, I mean, it was amazing to get any reaction. Right, sure. But, yeah, he was he was, he was was that level where he might uh-huh. respond to a non-blue checkmark account. Right. Sort of making fun of, of James Webb III. I don't remember anything about him other than, like, oh, he could be a stretch four. My, right, my memory of it, yeah, stretch four rings a bell. I remember him being one in a long line of nets, totally fake stretch fours. Yes. I mean, many of the guys that we're naming here, we... Right, Quincy AC, yeah, yeah, yeah. Da- Dante Cunningham. Hmm. Um, now, that guy was as real as a kid. Yeah, for sorry, me. he was. He, <laughs> but, but sure. Uh, all right. <laughs> How about the man that you dressed up for? Oh, dressed dressed up as yeah. Dressed up, yeah. Sorry, as for Halloween, Alan Crabb. Yes. Oh boy. Yes. He he was my Jalilo for. Mm-hmm. He was my like ride or die. Doesn't matter what the evidence says in front of me like 
he prepared me the 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 journey with him allowed me to instantly draw parallels now follow me here folks it's not going to make a lot of, of sense initially but get your tissue non-masturbatory right, tissues up. stop masturbating and yeah. start listening <laughs> to this comparison right. here but sorry for the blue balls <laughs> but you're gonna want to hear this story folks yes t- t- pause your porn hub for one <laughs> fucking second okay how many people do you think simultaneously listen to this uh, and watch porn it's at least a dozen or uh, I, I guess is it just assumed that like any activity now someone's right. also You're doing d- it while right watching exactly porn you're multitasking and one of those tasks is perpetually <laughs> Pornhub. okay siggies listen um so the uh, what prepared me for the the james Hart helped prepare me for the james harden shit show of last year was was alan crab because and i'll tell you why because alan crab had a series of stories written about him over his two years with us maybe three three, two three definitely two yeah okay but there was like every three months or so there were two stories written about um alan crab over and over and over again one was he's struggling (laughs) he's in a slump (laughs) he's not meeting expectations he's pressing out there Mm -hmm. the subtext was always it's it's a mental thing yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then um and then you'd get a story that was like, he's back on track and he's doing good <laughs> and he's found his, his rhythm and everything's okay. And then three months later, it'd be the same series over and over and over again. So when James Harden last year had that thing happen, it was like, where where it was this, a similar thing where it was like, hey, he's back, folks. He's back. James Harden is totally back. And, ooh, he's struggling. Ooh, what's wrong with him? Is it the hamstring? Is it confidence? What's going on? Oh, he's back. Um a similar thing with Alan Crabb it was much more humiliating and much lower stakes I mean that was just like one of a myriad of totally meaningless storylines absolutely for that for that uh, uh, generation of right he was getting paid an extraordinary amount on a poison pill contract that we had right. had right. offered him and then they had matched and then we had later traded for him inexplicably mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he was but he was it was just like he got at what was so fun about this you like you you when you have nothing right you have to reach for everything and you have to be- make yourself believe you're like I'm a Alan Crab believer yeah um and it's like what do you believe in that he can do and you're like maybe get into the playoffs that's what I <laughs> you know like right. it's not like okay James Harden isn't hurt Ben Simmons is definitely going to play right. Kyrie Irving is sane and affable. <laughs> right, and he's back. He's locked in. He's focused. Right, right. right. He's purged the toxicity, and he's just going to help us win a championship. It's like, no, I think Alan Crabb is going to be slightly better than people think, and that slight edge that he has that no one else saw is going to help lead us to eighth place in a incredibly, at this time, right. weak Eastern right. Conference. LeBron James won the Eastern Conference this year with essentially no teammates. Right. There was right. nobody on that Cavs team and he, he and he led them to the championship. Right. So this was not this was not the heady days of like Bucks are great, you know, Celtics are great, Heat are great. There was nobody. And we were we weren't even close. I think this was a 22 win team, 24 win under 30 win team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Under 30 win team. Um and I just want to say also the, the uh well, first, I want to drop my microphone. 
I mean, crab will do that too. Crab. <laughs> there are some deep. I have no, not thought about a crab in some time, but it's bringing up a well of resentment. Right. And crab wouldn't drop his microphone. He would rip it out of the machine and throw it across the court seemingly in relation to nothing out of, right out of nowhere <laughs> right it's like if you see draymond green and you're like oh he's fired up but it's like right. that there's like a base level of ferocity that draymond green has that right. you're not that surprised <laughs> with alan crabby was just total stoicism and like sulking punctuated by ripping a ball and tossing it across the court for one, no reason. One of them my most one of the most memorable <laughs> moments for me of any Nets game we've ever been to was that exact <laughs> moment you're talking about where Alan Crabb is <laughs> casually walking on the sideline during a timeout. No, stoic looking, maybe a little hunched over. Nothing on the surface would suggest anything. He picks up a ball and hurls it all full court. I think hits like the time clock on the yeah. other end or something like it's a just a dramatic display of unbridled rage amidst a completely otherwise pacific facing uh, Alan Crabb and it <laughs> at that point you knew a great shooter probably can't have that well spring of anger no. simmering <laughs> deep within them No that noodle is going to cook him <laughs> Uh, anyway, Alan Crabb ended up being a disaster, but there were there were moments. You're right, where you could talk yourself into a, a crab crab uh, redemption. Yeah, there's story. at least half a dozen uh, 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 Brian Lewis stories alone that'll convince you. <laughs> um, so yeah, there. Like uh, as this season, I don't have a single name written down, but this first season, I, I just have a bunch. So don't think that every season I'm going to be like, here are ten guys from the team. <laughs> Here's the entire roster. Um, it gets smaller and smaller with each year. With sort of like correlates to my caring about this, uh-huh. and like I, I feel like in a, to a large extent the fun of watching the Nets. Um, so I have three more guys from this season. Uh, I'll just say all three of them now, and you. Let me know if any of them bring up any memories for you. Okay. Timothy Mozgov, mm-hmm. Isaiah Whitehead, and Jeremy Lin. So, Mozgov, very just quickly, I really don't have much to say about. Um, you know, he was a dump. He was a salary dump. He was even worse than we thought he was going to be. He ha- We had some laughs about him. Yeah. But to me, he was not a... A fixture. No, I mean we were more interested in his like um, warm up routine. Yeah, because he'd joke around. He seemed to really enjoy riding the bicycle. Yeah, the bike was his, um, his base. One thing he very much didn't enjoy was playing, um, and he didn't do much of it. No, no, he was instantly terrible, uh, and pretty quickly bought out. Um, and. Um, so okay, Whitehead loved Whitehead. Mm. Whitehead was 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 a guy that were I a um, were I a scout, I would have missed on because I because <laughs> I thought he was good. Like I was at least the first year he was he was with us. I was like, oh yeah, that that guy's like starting point guard material. Mm-hmm. He's big. He's built. <clears throat> you know, strong. He does. Oh my god. <coughs> Excuse me. He was a Brooklyn boy. Uh, he. Got a ton of run the first season. Yeah. And Sean Marks had made, like, major moves to 
get him, like to yeah. move up in the draft to get him. <clears throat> we signed him to a big contract, yeah, not big, but like lo- longer than was a necessary second round pick, for, like yeah. a mid second round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, and that was, and at that point, we were all uh, Sean Marks could do no wrong. Yeah, um, and turns out he did kind of do wrong on mm-hmm. this one. Whitehead was not Whitehead. He and you were wrong about Whitehead. Yes, um, he was not a good shooter. Not good at, not good at basketball. Essentially, mm-hmm. I think probably still plays somewhere in the world. I might be even Russia. And Jeremy Lin. Oh yeah, I told right. Um, I mean, <clears throat> what well, could have been, huh? Yeah, injured first game, right? Uh well he the the first year he was here he played a few games and was actually kind of good I mean not good good but you know like our second best player good mm-hmm. on a terrible team um and then yes got hurt had at least two um hamstring injuries this was one of the first botched jobs of our vaunted uh, um performance team they they managed to let him injure himself again right. while he was rehabbing always a good sign um and then yes that then the next year the d'angelo russell first year he um his uh i don't know leg explode something 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 very bad or something and yeah he's never never quite been the same never been back in the league really um but yeah he was uh, his fans were Enthusiasm. Oh yeah! Oh right, I forgot. <laughs> that was yeah, early. Yeah. I guess we can say whatever we want now at this point. Sure, uh, we can sure. add us, but I'm sure no Jeremy Lin, Lin fans are still listening. Um, but he had extremely fervent fans. One of whom would write us extremely <laughs> lengthy, yes, uh, messages routinely, right. and it made me feel anyway like we must have a vast audience if there was this one guy writing such passionate things to us um don't know if that was ever true mm. i mean i think you can unequivocally say that it wasn't true but uh, based yeah. on the numbers <laughs> that you're privy to but but yes yeah uh we'll never right. know we're moving on to 2018 2019 <laughs> okay uh this was getting somewhere mm-hmm. this is the fun year <clears throat> probably right this was the best year in, in nets this yeah. was the year we made the yes, playoffs. We, do we only have two years of D'Angelo Russell? Yeah. Feels like more. But no, okay. I think he came the – well, he was there last year with Moskov because Moskov came. Yeah. Yeah. And then this year, 2018-19. Okay. Yeah. So 2018-19, 42 wins. That's uh, two fewer than this year mm. when we had countless superstars and wash superstars. And, you know, it's we know what happened this year. They only had two more wins this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we traded away probably the best story in the league for this miserable team that we have now. But some of the players that were fun on this team, the role guys that kept kept things going. A, a favorite of yours, Simon, we'll start with uh, Ed Davis. Ed Davis. Uh, the, the man, the myth, the legend. One of my favorite Nets of all time. Uh, sort of exemplified the the role players he and damari carroll sort of exemplified the role another player, guy on the list yeah um who were just like great vets did totally understand like the exact opposite of the vets we had this year were like the ed davis damari carroll uh jared dudley's 
like totally understood their roles were totally fine enough with them imparting knowledge to the young people being like good presences getting them into good habits right interested in them um and not um right they weren't like learning their new role like post superstar right they were like okay i figured out how to continue to be in the league because i've I play to my skills, and I'm a good teammate. Right. Not like, okay, I can take Paul Millsap. Exactly. I, I, That's, can, yeah. I can mope around because I'm not a starter when I really shouldn't be playing basketball anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Ed Davis, Jared Dudley, also on this team, as you said, who was exemplary in that way. Although, I got to say, I hated Dudley. You did. I mean, I did, too. I mean, right. He oh. wasn't, I mean, he was the ultimate, like, just non-stat stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He was very slow, very washed. He was smart, and he and he totally redeemed himself in the playoffs mm-hmm. that year uh, when he stood up for Jared Allen. He was just like, I mean, he was a glorified assistant coach, but they kept giving him minutes. And, and he also recognized, um, and maybe this was already, Cat was out of the bag here, but he was definitely good at fucking with Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, turns out that's a lot easier mm-hmm. than uh, <laughs> when people think. Oh, here's a guy, kind of the opposite of these two, Kenneth Fareed. Oh yeah, he was a bad boy. Yeah, it was like everyone's bought in on the team except Kenneth Fareed. Yeah. That was the story that kept running. He wore his he wore his hood on the bench and seemed pissed that he wasn't featured more on the on the team. Yes, uh, and he he was good at times though. Uh, for High us flying? or for Houston? Because he was pretty good with Houston. Yeah, I feel like for us, he okay. had some moments. Um, Travion Graham? Travion Graham, a guy I couldn't quit. Yeah. Um, Me too, I liked him. You did? Oh, okay. I mean, n- no. Not, <laughs> at the time, I didn't, I was, I, you know, I, 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 my thing was mocking them all. But yeah, in retrospect, I've, I have a great deal of sentimentality for yeah. Travion Graham. Travion, yes, he was he was another fake stretch four. Um, couldn't hit the side of a barn. <laughs> uh, no, but when he did, you're like, this is it. <laughs> Travion. Because he tried really hard. He was good at defense. Uh, yeah. That's that's the Travion Graham yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, all right, one more weird one, and then I've got a duo for you. Uh, Mitch Creek, any memories of Mitch Creek? Uh, I remember there being some really intense, like Australian basketball-based, like hype videos for him, like that, because he, he looked quite menacing. Um, and they'd be like, Mitch Creek is gonna like tear it up, but yeah, I don't remember him doing anything on the Nets. I mean, I don't, he was a two-way player, so that's not yeah. surprising. No, yeah. Mitch Creek didn't didn't last. <laughs> But there was a fun moment. I feel like he had a good game. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, <laughs> I got to say, I don't remember that, but that's very possible. I feel like we might have been there for the Mitch Creek game, but maybe not. Uh, all right. Final final two here. Rodion's Kuduts and John and Musa. Mm, mm. Yeah. Rody, that was a great year for Rody. I really thought Mark said, done it again um, with that <laughs> This pick. is his new whitehead. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he was he was he was great for us that year. I mean, he he was like again the the tenacity, the fighting, and he was kind of good at threes ish, uh, closest we've ever had to a stretch four. I mean, yeah. Kevin Durant, uh, I guess now, um, but but 
yeah, he was he was fun. Uh, Zahn and I never liked. I mean, never gave me a reason to like. No. Uh, but we spent hours talking about Zahn. Yeah. Um, the Hunchback of Bosnia, Bosnian Hunchback. I yep. don't know. Some mm-hmm. very mean things were said about him on this podcast. Um, it wasn't good. It was a chucker. Mm-hmm. Big time chucker. Yeah. Uh, and he used two first round picks on both those guys. Uh, no, was, Kuruks was second round. But really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We could have had uh, my guy. Um, who is that guy from Kentucky that I was obsessed with that now plays for the Thunder, or at least did? He's also not, like, great. But um, do you know what I'm talking about? He was uh, – it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Guy from the th- – he's on the Thunder? He, he at least was. I'm not sure where he is now, but, but – um, like very fast, athletic, not good at shooting. Oh, oh, oh! Um, Hamadou Diallo. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. he's an actual role player. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, we should have we should have picked him. Yes, who we saw at the draft. Yeah, which I think is going to be at Barclays again, which I think we should go to. It is. I agree. We should. Um, okay, so that gets us through the fun season, and then Simon, something happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> We have this glorious, glorious season. We get to the playoffs. We get spanked. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the ceiling on this team is, but we had some free agents in mind. This was the um, Julius Randle, mm-hmm. uh, Tobias Harris, the, the big fish we were looking at to add to this team that would that would elevate us from like eighth to, although we were sixth that year, I think. So sixth to maybe fourth. In the mm. East. I don't know that that's true, yeah. but that was in our mind right. what could have happened. Yeah. Instead, um, Kyrie and KD come. KD is injured, doesn't play all year. Kyrie plays 20 games. 20-some games, yeah. Um, and uh, tries to cancel the bubble, and you know what's happening after that. Uh, but there were some fun guys on this team who sort of held things together. So I'd, I think they should get a little bit of shot. Sure, of course. Uh, David Nwaba, start with my personal favorite. Yes, whose injury, I mean, what could have been? Yes, he was looking good, uh, shooting better, absolute bulldog on defense. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, we loved him on D. We loved him all, I mean, all over. The whole thing, yeah. yeah. We loved the whole whole package. I had the um, brilliant nickname for him, Mr. <laughs> David's Nwabahood. <laughs> Yes. Who could forget? Who could forget? Oh, we should have. Yeah, I should have brought up our nicknames for all these guys. Because um, we did it, folks. Uh, off season <laughs> requires a lot of ingenuity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Henry Ellenson. Oh, Remember him? Oh, yeah. Okay. He was mm-hmm. a. Uh, Two way, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think he was. I think we signed him full on. Maybe it was a two way. But I think he had the same co- um, agent. That Joe Harris does? Oh, Bartlestein? Bartlestein, mm. yeah. So, anyway, he was clearly, uh, you know, a friend. That's mostly why I wanted to bring him up. Uh, Wilson Chandler? Mm, uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> I honestly have, all, like, nothing to say on it. This is the first one where I've been genuinely... Well, Ellenson, I also... <laughs> but Wilson? I really don't... You talked about him a lot. Because, remember, he was sort of, like, had actual... 
vaguely interesting political views. To say. Yeah, 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 right. He ended up going okay. to China. That's, he that's was ringing a bell. He was t- he was a he was a, a a fighter. I mean, okay. 2020 is also clouded by the fact that the pandemic hit right. and mm-hmm. our your attachment to this team and basketball becomes a little um, less intense when uh, you think that you're going to die if right. you touch a doorknob. Right. Yes. Um, so just a few other guys from this team. Chris Choza. Mmm, cheese. Yeah, Cheesy Choza. Uh, Garrett Temple. Yes, loved Garrett Temple. Me, I loved I mean, him, but I wanted him again. to... I want him to stay as far away from my wife as, as possible. <laughs> uh, she was a big Garrett Temple fan. TLC, still in the league. Yeah, yeah. Probably not for much longer. I mean... No, probably. He stinks. <laughs> he can't shoot. <laughs> um, all right, we'll move on to 2020-21. I only have three names for this season. Because at this point, we're fully inured in the in the Kyrie Nets. Yeah. Jeff Green. Mm. Missed that guy this year. There's a lot of... On Nets Twitter seems to be very in on bringing him back by hook or by crook. Yeah, I mean, he was great on the Nets. Uh, played a very important role in the playoffs. Um, seemed to be a good locker room guy. Yeah, I mean, we we could use <laughs> a good locker room guy, folks. Uh, how about this guy who's not a good locker room guy, but I loved Mike James. <laughs> no, who is like, have you seen this? Uh, Kevin Durant, like like went flew to wherever Mike James is doing his like uh foreign basketball championship or tournament oh, or right. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big I mean based on that a, a big Mike James believer. Yeah, no, and Mike James, I mean that guy, he has flash. He has flash, he has the irrational confidence. Yeah. He as it turns out, I remember thinking last year in the off season like Thank God we don't have to rely on the Mike Jameses of the world. We've got, like, you know, proven studs here. And it's right. like, no, Mike James is way better. <laughs> way better than, like, our role players. Yeah, year. no. I mean, there. I want. I wished that um, in that Bucks series that instead of Harden coming back, Mike James would have played. He did have two legs uh, and could run back yes, on, he could on not, offense and defense. Right. We would have gotten more than zero transition points. <laughs> It's so hard to get transition points. Oh, when when Harden <laughs> just like one demands leg. the ball and then just crawls across half court. <laughs> uh, transition points? We're lucky we don't get 10-second violations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, final guy, and this is more me than you, Simon. Reggie Perry. Mmm... Uh, yeah, you should take it away. Where is he now, I guess, is my question. I don't know. I think he might... I believe he got some... Especially during this last year where the, the COVID thing really hit and, like, every team had, like, yeah. two-thirds of their roster out. I think he picked up some, some 10 days. Oh, he's apparently on... Um, uh, he went to the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, the Blazers. Mm-hmm. And now is on the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll see if that lasts. But I uh, love the guy. I thought he had a ton of potential. Um, I see why the SEC selected him as their player of the year, for sure. Um, and always wanted to see him get run. I Mostly because I think still to this day, 
Oh my god. The three players on his Wikipedia mm. that that are like related articles. Okay. Henry Ellenson. Uh oh. Justin Anderson. Uh that oh. was brief, but he, I didn't, was, he didn't I was never a Justin Anderson. Neither guy. was I. But he yeah, obviously he didn't even make my list here. But this guy almost did, but I I, I withheld him at the last minute. You loved him. Donta Hall. Oh my God, William! How dare you? <coughs> no, I mean that guy was signed for the bubble, right? Yeah, he wasn't really a. He was like a pseudo net. Um, yeah, I did like him. I liked that he was again. He had edge. He like got, I forget who it was. Some superstar that he got into a bit of a tiff with. Yeah. I I really like that about players when they're. When they have mean a little and nasty, yeah. yeah. You have your your calling card on this podcast was um, pining for a bulldog. Yes, or a goon, or yeah, we had different a names goon, for a bulldog. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you wanted some toughness here. Yes. Um, and that brings us, Simon, to 2022. Uh, did you have a favorite player from this year? I mean, other than Kevin Durant. You know, <laughs> That's a good question. Um. Boy, I were you a Mills head? I wasn't really by the end of the year. There yeah. was a lot of the year when I was a Mills head. Yeah, but by the end he just stunk. Yeah, no, he wasn't good. Um, I guess I like Seth Curry. I think Seth Curry's a good guy. <laughs> he does a good yeah. shooter. He gritted it out. Came clearly, his ankle was fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was playing, so like, yeah, he might not have been great at the end of the year, but didn't have an ankle. So right. I'm trying to think who else got minutes in the playoff uh, that wasn't a wasn't a star. Um, um uh, what what's his name? The the um, he had the kissing disease. Why can't I think Mono? of his name? Mono Nick Claxton. Nick Claxton. He oh, got some yeah. minutes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I you're feel, talking I, like about Cla- Claxton, a like funny, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Claxton's a real real mm. player. Bruce Brown's a real player. Yeah. Um, yeah, like deep on the bench kind of guy. We just don't have him as much anymore because they signed all the superstars to, or ex-superstars to be bench guys. And, yeah, it's just an old old team that's assembled to um, not get swept in the first round. <laughs> and instead they were an old team that got swept in the first round. Yeah. Um, okay, that brings us through all these years, Simon, of, of Nets who we've – We've not only watched IRL and and on Yes Network when we've been lucky enough to find the right combination of TV packages that will allow us to see it, like Sling Blue for a while. For a little bit. Now we've got a Seth Connect right. on, uh, on Yes mm-hmm. Network um, directly. Um, but yeah, we've been to a bunch of these games. We've watched these guys for five years and we've talked about it. At length, as well as other things. We've talked restaurants. We've talked Spring Breakers. Not Spring Breakers. That's actually a real. Although we might have talked about Spring Breakers, but we talked about uh, Real Cancun. Mm, real Cancun, right. That was, a, that was a legendary one. That was a legendary episode. Tell us what your uh, favorite legendary episode was. Maybe it, next time. Yes. Um, and we will feel grateful to you for that uh i do want to bring up one bit of nets news simon okay um because 
I, well, I'd like to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah, okay. Um, rumors abound that LeBron James... Yes, okay. Let's ...is get coming into it. to the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. What do you think the chance of that actually happening are? Well, William, as, as you'll recall, and as longtime listeners will recall, we staked out a position as it being, like, totally... Uh, unrestrained hubris that Kevin Durant would ever come to play we did. for the Nets, and we we hammered that thing. We were very consistent. We yep. never never wavered. No, uh, and we were wrong. Um, so, but I'm gonna just double down on that. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think what would the Lakers gain from, from trading LeBron James for Ben Simmons. That's or, the right. that's the hypothetical and we don't right. have to take Westbrook <clears throat> in this magical theory. Right. And it's not and if you look at uh Lakers Twitter, they are all uh, they are all about us getting Russell Westbrook for Kyrie, which is maybe the one player that I actually <laughs> don't want over Kyrie. Right. I would take Austin Reeves over <laughs> over Westbrook yeah. in this in this situation. Yeah. Um, what do okay. you think? Well, basically what I want to ask you, Simon, okay. is if LeBron James comes to the Nets, yes. would you agree to restart the podcast? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'll record during my lunch break. It's, I'll, I, think it's a safe, I, I think it's a safe bet. Mm. Um, for you, but I want... And I, I, agree, I completely agree. I think there's zero... I think there's a 1% chance that he comes. Um, but if he does, the universe would be essentially begging us to continue. Maybe I mean, that would make you love the nets again. It would make me love the. I mean, I love the nets, but I hate, right. I, I hate the nets. Right. Um, yeah, it, it would, it, I, we couldn't not, we couldn't not do it. It would be my all time favorite player. <laughs> With my top ten NBA team, the Brooklyn Nets, <laughs> <laughs> and that's generous. That's folks. generous, right? I'm into that's, what the Pacers are doing. It's in entirely the right, entirely based on past feelings. Right, it's entirely based on proximity of the stadium. <laughs> um, no, I'm glad you brought that up because that that's sizzling. That that's sizzling, sizzling all awesome. over I mean, Nets there, Nation. There is. To, to be fair, there is some sizzling news out there. Like, what do you think about KD potentially not talking to the no contact with the yes, organization? Yes, uh, it's interesting. I, I will just reiterate, William, what w- what I've said before, which is the Nets need to go into this offseason with an understanding that they are okay if Kevin Durant asks out. You know what I mean? That yeah. That is like, if you are okay with that position, then you have leverage. You have leverage to not sign Kyrie Irving. You have leverage to not do whatever Kevin Durant wants. <laughs> you have leverage to, like, do, to wrest back control of the franchise. If you don't, if you're, if you're just like, uh, yeah, I'm going to give a, a press conference where I say this thing and I'm going to leak these fe- these things about, like, we want high-character guys, but you're all the time thinking, like, I'm going to crumble, I'm going to fold because I definitely do not want to lose Kevin Durant. Right. Then you're fucked. I mean, you're going to sign Kyrie Irving to whatever he wants. You're going to sign whatever high-character guys those guys want. Um, right. I hope they want high-character guys because <laughs> that's James. who's going to... 
Yeah, right. Because you're going to get whoever they fucking want. So, um, DeAndre Jordan is going to be on the market. I promise you Philly's not keeping him. <laughs> we could probably get him for less than four years, 40 million. I think at this point we could get him for less. But I wouldn't yeah. guarantee we could get him for a minimum. <laughs> we no. might have to use our right. exception. He has some pride. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, yeah, I... I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. What do you uh, think's going to happen with 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 KD Ky- Kyrie? We got a email from Luis Torres last night. Oh, okay. I'll just what the hell? We got time? Not really. How much? What time is it? Five forty-two. Okay, we got about eighteen minutes. We won't use that whole time. Don't worry, folks. <laughs> Luis Torres writes: the situation that the Nets are in is so perfect. And he provides four potential scenarios for what's going to happen. First scenario, Nets keep Kyrie, KD, and Ben and see where it goes. Nets trade away Ben for LeBron. Ben Simmons bought a house in the L.A. area. That we've discussed. Yeah. Trade away KD and sign trade Kyrie and build with, not around, Simmons. Mm Mm-hmm. Or trade everyone away. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't trade for Westbrook in any circumstance. Yes. Um, I would say, yeah, 100% I don't want Russell Westbrook on this team. Agree. Um, there is still a part of me, probably the saddest part of me, that still thinks Ben Simmons is going to be something. Like, not I mean, saddest isn't the right word. The most hopeful mm-hmm. is that Ben Simmons could still be good and that he and K- KD are like a sufficient tandem to be formidable in the East. So my dream is that Kyrie gets signed and traded for literally anyone other than Russell Westbrook. Literally anyone. (laughs) I do mean anyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, And that that KD remains somehow in that. um, And that Ben Simmons uh, plays basketball again. But... I think the weaknesses in that belief are the following. One, it's pretty evident that Ben Simmons is never playing again. Um, <laughs> right. And, the smart money's on that, yeah. And another weakness in that argument is that KD would stay here if we sign and traded Kyrie, mm-hmm. which I think appears increasingly like KD is truly, like, like problematically married to whatever Kyrie um, is doing. So I think like if I, if I, if I'm honest with what I think is going to happen, I would say that it's probably going to break down to either the trade everyone or build quote unquote around Simmons. um, Because I think Katie will demand out once we do whatever we're going to do. But you don't think we're going to sign Kyrie? No. Interesting. I don't. Okay. Do you? Uh, I actually, I would say that the to me the most likely scenario is we is we do sign him to something, yeah. um, and that <laughs> this is posturing and a lot of a lot of like PR. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we 
we we they're they're just trying to like set the stakes for like well if we signed him we must have gotten assurances that he'll be a good teammate and he'll be ready to play and blah 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 we had a great conversation with him and he's dedicated and he'll do he'll do one of his press conferences like he did when he first signed right where he was like he was marketing himself as like a changed and reformed and whatever person because his grandma died or something yeah. and that caused him being bad in Boston. <laughs> yeah. Um, credit to you. You uh, you called that out uh, from well, the get go. Some qualifier in there that was like you know yeah. It, right. It was like it, that was why yeah. and I, I I was wasn't a good leader because of that. Yeah. Um, so that's what I think is the most likely outcome. The second, uh, yeah, but the, the second one is that things unravel and we have to keep Ben Simmons, I think, for like a bit because yes. his stock is so low yeah, that yeah, like yeah. I don't want to get something. Yeah, exactly. What if we just become the team that builds around Ben Simmons? Yeah, I mean, that sounds fine if we get enough so that sounds fine in the context of like us getting a shitload of picks and stuff what for if we unlock Durant. Ben Simmons? we will definitely not i mean i'm completely with <laughs> you, you think he's like, unlockable no i i think he is a totally shattered dude um i do think it'll help if it's like hey ben like nobody's here and like you're the expectations are zero <laughs> like that'll help yeah, yeah that'll yeah. help but i think his He's too far gone. Yeah, no, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, does he really, is, like, that what he wants to go back into, like, the process again? Yeah. Because that would be what we would be doing. We'd right. be like, cool, mm-hmm. we'll build around right. sucking and having good mm-hmm. draft picks. Mm-hmm. Like, that can't possibly be mm-hmm. a situation he wants to be recast in. Well, and we might not even be, it might not even be that we would be, like, let's intentionally lose it would just be like, hey, we're probably gonna lose because, like, even with Ben Simmons, oh, yeah. unlocked, like, yeah, he might not be Giannis Antetokounmpo, right. like right. people have projected. Right. Uh, anyway, bleak future for you, Brooklyn Nets. Um, but we will be. I mean, I hope to continue to go to many, many games. Uh, are you going to? audition for the block this year i i don't think so if if you ask me today no yeah i would much prefer oh i heard uh, did you listen to the thing that the glue guy did about like the future of sports or something like Mm -hmm. that um it was a two-part thing and he interviewed this guy who's running this company that is changing the way like you can buy season tickets right so you can be it's more like a it's sort of like it sounds sort of like um what was the movie club thing where you paid like, oh movie pass yeah well this is similar to it okay where you'd pay like say a hundred bucks a month you could like pick the games you wouldn't have the exact same seats every time but you could pick like the games and you could have like you could get a certain number of them so you could go with friends or whatever there was just like some flexibility built into it for a fee instead of being locked into like okay i'm a season ticket so i have to have eight uh, 41 games a year because right, i've spent thousands of dollars yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which sounds very interesting. It's only happening in like eight for eight organizations across all sports right now. Mm. But I I really wish something like that were to evolve in the NBA because that would be fun. Otherwise, I'm down to basically just seat geek it and be like, okay, the Magic are coming to town. Right. I'd love to see Franz Wagner take on 
whatever you know we get for the Philly pick this year. Right, and the the block experience has made it so I feel like I have seen. I'm trying to think. I'm sure there's somebody that I haven't seen, but I've seen like superstar teams. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I don't need to go. Uh, yeah. Uh, especially when they play whatever uh, sad version of the Nets exists. I mean, there's definitely a route. Like it, this, it, it's not actually as bleak. Uh, like if KD remains in mm. Brooklyn, this is still a super relevant team. Like it, it is. Having, uh, I mean, uh, say KD remains and Kyrie doesn't remain, I think it's a super relevant team. I think just having like the 2019-20 cast around them, having guys like. Garrett Temple, Wilson Chandler, whatever the equivalent of that is in 2022, 2023, is going to be better for him because he'll learn how to play with those guys. They'll work their asses off because they know they're playing with Kevin Durant. It could be great. Um, But it does seem like he just... (laughs) uh, Did you watch the show Ozark? No. It's not a good show. Don't watch it. But basically, (laughs) Jason Bateman's character... um, does anything that his pretty psychotic wife wants him to do okay. uh and and that feels <laughs> like i mean yeah. it ends up they become like mass murdering drug cartel leader horrible people but um not to say that's what katie is doing sure sure but it does seem like he's being led pretty far astray by his boy um Kyrie as we have documented in agonizing, and, agonizing and, detail. And again, if you, you know, look, I, I feel like on this podcast, I have, I have been the one who has held back doom. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't know it from some of this podcast, I mean, but, but this overall, season you were pretty doomed. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but like in terms of Kyrie, I have been less doomy than you, but yeah. you cannot look at last year. You, you can't be an ideologue here even a hardened ideologue has to look at this year and be like fuck like that didn't work and it's not going to work right and and i see there's like there obviously there's like a recalcitrant part of it nets twitter Mm -hmm. that is like super Kyrie defenders now, and they're like they post like highlights of him and i think one thing that we have always said i've definitely always said is Kyrie is one of the most transcendent basketball players i have ever seen Mm mm-hmm that is not the problem with Kyrie Irving. Um, I mean, it kind of was games two through four when they got swept this year. But um, but no, like he's an extraordinary basketball player. I would never, ever besmirch his talent, yeah. his ability as a basketball player. Yes. It's everything that comes with it, it's him not playing yeah. many seasons. It's him canceling bubbles. It's him getting injured all the time. Mm-hmm. It's him burning sage and f- making his teammates feel like they're playing with someone they rather run away from than like go to war with (laughs) yes yeah yeah i i would also just add like on the basketball court he people talk about how like like players who make winning plays he makes losing like exclusively losing plays doesn't box out doesn't try on defense doesn't do help defense gets caught like ball watching anything that you like teach kids to right. do he does the opposite right and and if you need evidence of that watch his first game as a brooklyn net simon and i were there it is against the minnesota timberwolves Kyrie goes off right. he gets over 50 points in his first game it's an extraordinary individual achievement we lose to a minnesota timberwolves team that i think finishes either second to last or third to last mm-hmm. in the western conference we lose that game 
Kyrie Irving, extraordinary. He does nothing individually to help the team win. Um, he is an incredible complimentary player for guys like LeBron James and could have been for KD, but he brings so much shit with him that it's, it's yeah, it's not going to work out. Um, okay, so now our, our final podcast has devolved into obsessively talking about Kyrie. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a hold on us. He does know? have a hold on us, and as he does, uh, not as intense a hold as, it, as, as he has on KD. Um, <laughs> but he does have a hold on us. Uh, all right, before we sign off, what uh, can you think of an episode that's particularly fond hmm. to you? I can I can lead because I I took a yeah uh, please uh, I think one of my fondest memories <laughs> is um, the drop podcast mm. we did it at your apartment mm-hmm. which was rare because we usually recorded at mine yeah we were like let's be let's be cuckoo let's go over to yours I think Hillary was working in the next room um, and we recorded just an insane amount of drops while also recording this podcast and by the end of it i feel like um other than after the playoff game that we went to when i said that kd couldn't get six first round picks um our friendship has never been closer to dissolving that was that was lower than than, (laughs) because because after the playoff game you could dust you could be like our emotions you know, are running right. High. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. that was a t- you know. But after drops, yeah, after the like dr- if if your friendship like, this is can't- so fucking annoying. Right. Why are we? Why do we just? Why do we keep recording more of these drops? Because it's yeah, we were trying to do like I mean none of these drops were good, but it's still like is a lot of work, and mm-hmm. then we were trying to do it like casually and fun, and it was just like it wasn't those things. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of work. It was super stressful, but that said. Over the years, we've listened to the drops, we've gone back to the drops, and it has been, like, a funny thing to go back to. So, like, the the misery of the making of it is now just sort of amusing to look at and sort of worth it in a way. Um, And so that's the one I'm going to... Okay. I'm going to pick for for my Sure. Um... I, for me, um, I, uh, I I will say the the episode, and I think this was fairly recent, um, where we did uh, the dive bars of Brooklyn, ah. um, and compared them to various nets. Now I do not remember any specifics of that podcast, yeah. but um, you know, I drinks a bit, but uh, <laughs> I've been no, at but, a few dive bars before, but. Uh, <laughs> But no, but I I just remember that being like a very fun sort of a you and me centric sort of. Th- I, I think you and I are uniquely positioned to yeah. to make those kind of comparisons and do that kind of um, analysis. I do think uh, an objective assessment of our skills as a podcaster would lean towards us being better at say. Uh, comparing nets to bars mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or um, or to like appetizers you could get at Denny's yes uh-huh. then we are at breaking down um, who's running a Spain pick and roll well right and <laughs> whether or not the defensive um, 
the defensive schemes that Steve Nash, uh oh, Steve Nash is coming up with are effective or not. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I guess to our listeners, uh, it's been a hell of a almost five years. Yes. Simon, it's been great. It's been great. A uh, big uh, shout out to uh, IRL Jay Z for for being our our um, our biggest uh, fan. I would argue. Um, our, our ride or die. Yes. Thank you so much for all the questions and the encouragement, um, and and to Luis Torres as well, and and to the other folks that have emailed us and and uh, twittered uh, t- Twitter messaged us. Thank you. Yes, and our guests who have come and uh, Steve Lichtenstein. Yes. I'm sorry to not have occasion to talk with him again. Um, of course, all of this will be moot when LeBron James is immediately right. traded. We'll see you soon. We'll we'll talk with you soon, but. Otherwise, it has been a wild and uh, enjoyable five years. And uh, we will sign off with Bud Light Limes in our hands. We'll do a little cheers here. Uh, Thank you all for listening. And we will go ahead and see see you next next time. time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording. A favorite song So while she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like pina colada